Welcome back. This week at Growing Disciples, we're all about the church, God's covenant people, Christ's body, God's family and flock. Uh, we are entering into the many metaphors for church that God gives us in the Bible. And today we're looking at the church as the bride of Christ. Okay, men, bring it in tight just for a moment. Get over it. It's a metaphor. And it's actually one that is quite wonderful. Yes, as members of the church, you are the body of Christ. And yes, women are female sons of God, co-inheritors with Christ. See how it works both ways. Okay. We're given these word pictures to enrich and help each of us grasp all that God has given us. So women and men, let's taste and see how good it is to be the bride of Christ. We are not individual brides of Christ, but only together are we his bride. Since we're in the land of word pictures, let's go to the book of Revelation, which describes the fulfillment of all things, especially the culmination of the bride of Christ metaphor. The idea that God takes his people into a beautiful marriage has been developed throughout the Bible, especially in the Songs of Solomon, also in the prophecies of Isaiah, Jeremiah and Hosea, and then built upon by the New Testament writers. So at the culmination of this picture of church in Revelation chapters 19 through 21, we read these words. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. So when justice is concluded and justice is done, then comes the party. The celebration of the union of humanity with their God in a relationship of intimacy and completion. It's time to be glad and give God glory. Why? For the wedding of the Lamb, that's Jesus Christ, has come and his bride, the church, the gathered faithful, has made herself ready. Let the celebration begin. A big part of the bridal ritual in every culture seems to me the preparation for the great day. The dress has to be purchased, there are hair consultants, makeup consultants, manicures and pedicures, and probably other secret bridal business that I don't even know about. This is the all-important preparation. It's all part of the occasion. Brides just don't rock up to the church on their way home from the shops and get married. A bride prepares herself purposefully, carefully, and beautifully. Notice in verse 8 that the bridal preparation of the church includes the gift of fine linen, bright and clean, to wear. Because this is a word picture, the author feels the need to give us an explainer. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. What it means is that what we do as God's people, our righteous acts, don't qualify us to be Christ's bride, but they do adorn us in his presence, making us beautiful in his eyes. What we do in this life matters. 
So when you're caring for the sick, loving the unlovely, when you are following God's vocation for your life, these things become beautiful adornment before God, pearls or diamonds and finery. God sees the person cleaning out the church kitchen when everyone else has gone home, looking after someone else's kids so that they can do Christianity Explored, or giving generously of their time to volunteer. Those righteous acts matter. They are beautiful in God's eyes and they adorn the bride of Christ in eternity. As it says in Ephesians 2.10, in response to God's gracious gift of salvation, we have a lifetime of good works to do, which God has prepared beforehand for us. Continuing on then in the book of Revelation, when we get to chapter 21, we're shown an image of the final fulfillment of church as Christ's bride in the new creation. The Apostle John writes in chapter 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. This is a complex and layered image. The bride and the New Jerusalem images are actually conflated. The, the bride is prepared, beautiful and beloved. In the consummation of all things, the reality to which the image points, God is living with his people. He's dwelling with them, tabernacling with them. That's why it's a conflated uh, image uh, with this New Jerusalem. The, the bride ultimately dwells with her husband. All the preparation for the wedding day is great, but in the end, it's all about the two lives being joined together as one. It's about the daily living together in a shared life. The church is the bride who becomes a wife, a partner in marriage forever. So where does this picture of the church as Christ's bride take us? The loud voice from the throne answers, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. Collectively, we are gathered to Jesus Christ to live in company together for eternity. So we look forward to this day of fulfillment. But the picture of the church in a kind of marriage relationship with Christ has even more to give in the writings of Paul. In his letter to the Ephesians, uh, this church in relationship to God is a model for a husband and wife, not vice versa. Something about the relationship between Jesus and his church teaches us about marriage. So as we read this passage now, try to focus on what's being said about the model relationship rather than the derivative relationship of husband and wife. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through his word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two become one flesh, quoting Genesis 2. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. We've already noted that the preparation of the bride and the adornment of the bride with righteous acts. But here we also notice that the bride is beloved and purified. Christ loves his church so much that he gave up his own life to redeem her. That's not all. His purpose is also to make her holy, washing her with water and the word, with the result that ultimately she is radiantly spotless. No wrinkles, no pimples. She's absolutely holy and blameless. That means that we are a work in progress, not perfect, but being transformed by Jesus. He loves us in such a way that on our wedding day, we will be radiantly perfect. What's the secret beauty product that gets rid of all wrinkles and pimples in time for the wedding? Verse 26, we are cleansed by washing with water through the word. The washing with water seems to refer to baptism, not the ceremony in a church, but the actual baptism of the Holy Spirit when a person becomes a Christian for the first time. Having been born again by the Holy Spirit through the preaching of the word, we continue our journey towards bridal beauty. Also, therefore, under the ministry of God's word as we read it for ourselves and ponder it as we do here every day. As a church, then, let's be also sitting under God's word and see that it has an effect in our lives. And as it does, we will be transformed in love, ready for that great day when Jesus will look at us with delight and welcome us into his home for now and for eternity in intimate friendship and relationship with him forever. How wonderful that will be. Thank you.